So they were just uh, on, I guess that's first take. I'm not a huge first take guy. I like Stephen A. Smith. Uh, you know, not he's never been one of the personalities that I've followed super closely, but I like I like Stephen A. Uh, they had a thing where they were uh, Brady and Rogers, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Should they retire? Or should they relocate? Or should they, you know, what's the situation? Because they're both, that's why I said, we talked about the football picks yesterday. And two, the two that I really got wrong, and I didn't think, if you had said I would have gotten one of these wrong, I'd say, yeah, all right. I, I, yeah, okay, fine. I didn't think I'd get either of them wrong. I got both of them wrong. And that was Green Bay losing to Washington. Didn't think that would happen. And the other one was Tampa Bay losing to Carolina. I really didn't think that would happen. And not just losing, but losing by a lot. No no touchdowns for Tommy B. No touchdowns for Tampa Bay. Uh, and it's, it, you know, I, I, and, and Carolina is a team that's terrible. And perhaps they are deliberately being terrible, and yet they still manage to pull off a win. I look, if a team's trying to tank or not, I can't imagine for a second. If you're a competitive person, you're an athlete, you're playing at the highest level in the in the top league. There's I mean, there's the NFL and there's college football. That, that's it. I mean, I, yeah, I what it is. It's Canadian Football League and the XFL. Big deal. You're in the NFL, you're playing for the Carolina Panthers, you're not on a very good team. You're going to have more losses than wins this year in all likelihood. And maybe there's a little something to say, hey, let's not be so good and we'll get better draft picks. We'll be blah, 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 whatever. We can rebuild. Okay, okay. I still am not convinced, especially if there's one game that the Carolina Panthers would not deliberately try and tank or or give minimal effort, it's going to be against Tom Brady. You're playing against the GOAT, the greatest of all time, a guy who two three years ago, okay, four years ago, he was winning a Super Bowl in the New England Patriots. The 2018 season, they went and beat the Rams in the Super Bowl after losing to Philadelphia the year before. And beating in Atlanta in the biggest comeback of all time in Super Bowl Fifty One the year before that, and being beating Seattle two years before that, after having a ten-year Super Bowl drought, that's the thing. Tom Brady could have retired in two thousand five, and he'd be a Hall of Famer, and he'd be he'd be still listed, uh, not necessarily the greatest of all time, but he'd be he'd be in the top top ten probably. He'd certainly be in the conversation. <coughs> Ugh. The fuck? What's what's in my throat? <coughs> Jesus. <coughs> oh, god damn it. Ugh. So <laughs> So he could he could have left football forever in 2005 and at that point he still would have had three Super Bowl rings in New England. 2002, 2000, 2002 against the Rams, 2004 against the Carolina Panthers in that Super Bowl, and then 2005 uh, against the Eagles. And that, he could have left 
20, I don't know, 7, 28, whatever. I don't know how old he was. Then. But he could have left, been done forever, and he'd still be a Hall of Famer. He'd still be in the conversation. And the conversation would be, wow, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he only played, uh, whatever, four years, five years, and then left. But that's not what happened. He then came back, and then two years later, they had the best season ever that turned into maybe the worst season ever because they didn't lose a single game except the one game (laughs) that you don't want to lose, which is the Super Bowl against... The Giants, of course. Uh, and then the, the following season, he got injured, the 2008 season. And then that's when you've already started to think, okay, well, I guess, you know, it was a good run. It was a good <laughs> Really? Like, I, I, do you remember back then? Like, okay, they had the undefeated season. It looks like they're going to uh, dethrone the 72 Miami Dolphins who still to this day are the only NFL team to have a complete undefeated season, winning every regular season game, every playoff game, and then, of course, winning the Super Bowl. And uh, Tom Brady and the 2007 New England Patriots were on track to do that because they did not lose a single game in the regular season. Obviously, they did not lose a playoff game. uh, Because you have to be undefeated in the playoffs in order to get to the Super Bowl, of course. And then they got to the Super Bowl, and then they lost. (laughs) And uh, the Miami 72 Miami Dolphins team uh, popped open a bottle of champagne. They always say say that every year. Every time there's an undefeated team still going, and then they they get defeated. You know, the announcers are saying, and the 72 Dolphins, they're popping that champagne. To which I say, are they really? Like, do the 72 Dolphins... (laughs) Just sit there together every year watching the undefeated teams with a bottle of champagne next to them. And then and then when that team loses, they say, oh, thank God, we're still the only undefeated team uh, in the NFL 50 years later. And then they all pop the champagne. Like, they're all, they're all together? Are any of them alive? I know. I mean, I mean the, that's the other thing, too. That's what's crazy. The youngest players on that team uh, would be in their early 70s. The youngest players. If there were like, you know, the rookies on that 72 Dolphins team, uh, whoever's still around, the youngest ones would be in their early to mid 70s. I know Don Shula died a few years ago. Uh, He was pretty old. I think he was in his 90s. Anyway. Uh, the fact, but it just always cracks me up. And the seventy-two Dolphins, they can pop open that champagne because uh, the Patriots have been defeated in the Super Bowl and uh, do not have a perfect season, thus leaving the seventy-two Dolphins as the only team with a perfect season in the history of the NFL. And you know, they're celebrating in Miami. They're popping that champagne. Those first of all, it's like. Wait, do the 72 Dolphins, they all live in Miami? Nobody, like, moved back to where, you know, they're not... The people who play on the Dolphins are not... doesn't mean they're from Miami. That means that's where they're playing. That's where they live for a period of time when they're on that team. And I'm sure some... I'm sure a lot of people finish playing for the Dolphins 
and stuck around Miami or at least kept a, a seasonal residence, a winter residence in Miami. But I just, it always cracks me up. Like the notion that every time we get to, a, there's an undefeated team in the NFL and we get to the end of the, you know, uh, the end of the thing, the end of the year, and they're still undefeated. And the, the notion that the every player from the 72 Dolphins is just sitting in some like nice steakhouse somewhere in Miami watching these games. And mo- who knows? I don't know anything. Maybe they are. Because what else do they have to do? But I can't imagine. I don't know. I don't know. They were playing in the 70s. And again, the youngest players probably retired from the league, like what, in the early to mid-80s? Uh Maybe. <laughs> and they, not to say that they were making, you know, pocket change back then, but it's not like it was today. So I, anyway, you know, it's not like they just have all this money to just fly around to Miami and get champagne all the time. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know anything. But uh, nevertheless, yeah, Brady won those first three Super Bowls, had the undefeated season that was then became the defeated season at the hands of the Giants. Then that next year he got injured. Uh, and uh, I still remember the line because Matt Castle was the backup for Tom Brady that year. And it was they had Keith Olbermann and Dan Patrick back doing highlights together, like the old Sports Center days, doing the football highlights on NBC on football night in America. And it was like, oh, wow. That was like that was like the peak year for NBC's football package, if you ask me, as far as they, they had too many legendary broadcasters. Because you had Al Michaels and John Madden. That was Madden's last year in the booth. He reta- they, did, they had the Super Bowl, the 2009 uh, Steelers-Cardinals Super Bowl, and then Madden retired a few months later, announced his retirement. But he did, you know, he was there for the whole 2008 season along with Al Michaels. And you had Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann doing the highlights. And you had, uh, what's his name, Costas was like the host, the ringleader of the whole thing. And, you know, Collinsworth, there was just the right amount of Collinsworth because he wasn't in the broadcast booth yet until the next year. Uh, so he was in the studio. or What was he, on the sidelines or something? I don't even remember. He was just sort of... He, there was just enough of them. Like, okay, that's good. Uh, and they had like, gosh, it was like Jerome Bettis, Tony Dungy. Uh, what's his name? I can never fucking think of his name from the Patriots. Uh, who I liked. Oh, my God. I can never think of this fucking guy's name. Why can I never think of his name? Anyway. They had like this whole, I mean, it was just like an all-star crew. And it was really, I really enjoyed watching uh, watching football night in America. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but I remember when Tom Brady got injured in 2008, Olbermann's doing the highlights and he goes, he said something like Harold and Kumar go to Matt castle. And I, I, I fucking, that's the shit, you know, the Olbermann and Dan Patrick and the Chris Berman's, you know, with these stupid puns. I fucking, I just love it. I fucking love it. Uh, anyway, uh, What's the guy's name? Kittle? Is it George Kittle? What did he say? Like, Berman a couple years ago, he's like, ah, Mon Pa Kittle, George Kittle. Ah. <laughs> anyway, 
if you don't watch football and ESPN and NBC and all this stuff, and this uh, sorry, but anyways, uh, but that was already that was like as early as two thousand eight was like, oh boy, he's injured. He's gonna miss the whole season. Is he gonna be able to come back from this? He hasn't won a Super Bowl since two thousand five. And it, and now he's injured, and then he came back, and it was. Let's see. Then in 2011, they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Giants again. Uh, and then they were, you know, it was just the Patriots. They're just always there, with the exception of that season where Brady was injured. They were always in playoff contention. They were always really, really close to the Super Bowl. And if they didn't get to the Super Bowl, it was probably because of Peyton Manning. And the Colts or Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Uh, I mean, really, it was pretty much like when you when you look at those seasons. uh, Yeah, the season after Brady won the Super, it was the Steelers winning the Super Bowl. Then it was (laughs) then it was the Colts winning the Super Bowl. And uh, and then it was the Patriots losing the Super Bowl. And then it was the Steelers winning the Super Bowl. And then it was <laughs> the Colts again winning the Super Bowl. And then it was the – well, the Packers won the Super Bowl that year, but it was against the Steelers uh, the following that, – the 2010 season, I guess it was. Then in 2011, the Patriots are back uh, in the Super Bowl. 2011 season, 2012 Anyway, and then it was, you know, it was like, and then it was Peyton Manning's Denver Broncos, and then it was uh, Baltimore, and then it was, and then you've got 2015, and then it's the Patriots beating the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Ten years after, ten years after Brady last won a Super Bowl title, had two failed Super Bowl appearances in the meantime, like every basically every three years, you know, they won the, the Super Bowl 2002, 2004, 2005. And then it was like every three years, the Patriots are back in the Super Bowl to lose to the Giants. And now we've got 2015 and they're back in the Super Bowl and they beat the Seahawks. And it's like, holy shit, man. It took 10 years for Brady to get back up to the top of that hill. And he did it. And then he said, yeah, this was good. And then the next year, of course, Peyton Manning <laughs> once again saw fit to end the Patriots' Super Bowl dreams. And, of course, it was Manning's final season in, in Denver at this this point. And uh, and then he went on uh, – the, the, they beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl. And then the Patriots were back beating the Falcons, then back again losing to the Eagles, then back again to beat the Rams – and then that was uh and then the following year they lost to the Titans in the playoffs and that was the end of the Brady era uh in early 2020 in New England. And then a few months later he's in Tampa Bay and a year after playing his last game in New England Tom Brady is celebrating a Super Bowl championship in Tampa Bay. <laughs> And then coming back again and, and making it, you know, having a good season last year into the playoffs. And then this year, maybe not so much. Uh, and I was listening to this, you know, they were talking about like the fairy tale. And everybody wants to have that, you know, right off into the sunset. Your final game is a Super Bowl victory and then you're done and then it's uh, whatever. 
And, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I forgot who it was, but made a good point. Like, why, you know, yeah, it's a nice thought to have that be your final memory holding a Super Bowl trophy, but somebody like Tom Brady, who has a million of them. And I know it's, it's still the way he's going to want to go out. I'm sure. But like big fucking deal. You still got seven. Um, but I get it. And, but it really seems like only Denver, <laughs> if you, you can only have that final season, uh, Super Bowl victory as your final game. It seems like if you're a quarterback for Denver, cause Elway got to have that. And then Peyton Manning got to have that both playing for the Broncos, of course. Uh, fuck. So anyway, my point is though. Stephen A. Smith and uh, another guy who I don't really know because I don't really watch first take. They had, you know, Aaron Rodgers again, like I said, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers not having a stellar season. Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not having a stellar season. The Battle of the Bays. They're not the the, the two Bays are not having the greatest season ever. And they both have, you know, two two all-star quarterbacks. And uh, Tampa Bay obviously has the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, and it was, okay, so what should they do? Should they both retire? Should they find other teams? Which, and, and Stephen A. Smith said Tom Brady should definitely retire after this season. And Aaron Rodgers should find another team. And I completely agree with that. And I've been, I don't know how many... And I'm not talking. Why do these fucking robots think I'm talking to them? What? Anyway, um, you threw me off, you goddamn computer thing. I I think I've I've been saying this probably for at least two years, maybe even three. I don't know how many years I've been saying, but I, basically, as soon as Brady signed with Tampa Bay, I said, okay. I said he'll have two seasons there, maybe three. And that'll be it. And what is he on? He's on his third season playing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I've, I mean, of course, I was, I was, I was kind of right and kind of wrong. I said he'll definitely have two seasons, maybe a third. He definitely had two seasons retired, if you recall, after uh, last season, and then like a week later, unretired. And now he's getting divorced, and you know. It's all it's all very much related, uh, and by the way, Tom Brady's making the right decision. He's cho- like, <laughs> he's choosing. He's not. Cho- people frame it like he's choosing football over Giselle. He's choosing his job over his family. Uh, no, I mean yes, but no. <laughs> and I say no because it's it's really fucking unfair to paint it like that. Wait, what is this? Why it put on? You changed the channel? Just fucking! Oh my god! Anyway, uh, in this case, it's it's unfair because this is this is not like he's an accountant, you know, and he could just do it whenever and wherever and and all of that. Um, and also, it doesn't necessarily require, you know. Yes, accounting has the busy times of the year, quarter end, year end, month end, busier than other times. But, uh, you know, 
it's it's not like he's he's choosing a career that he's going to be having until he's in his 50s, 60s, 70s. As much as we joke about Tom Brady being able to, you know, being the one guy who could go till he's in his 50s or 60s or 70s, he's not. He's a human. He's going to be done sooner than later. Uh, as they say, uh, father time, mother nature are undefeated. <laughs> uh, but I think it's, it really, it's kind of shitty. Uh, and I don't, look, I'm not in, uh, I don't know any of these people. But the fact that he's, his career is obviously winding down no matter what. And I get it. You want it to just be over. You get to a point where you're like, I'm sure she's said to him a million times. I'm sure she's asked him a million times, like, what, when is it enough? It, when's enough enough? Like, how many, <laughs> how many rings, how many championships, Tommy boy? How many do you need before you say, okay, I'm good, good career, I'm done? And for Tom Brady, there is no answer because that's just the way he is. I get it. Uh, sorry. Um, I get it to a certain degree. No, I get it. I do get it. Um, because that's not how you think about it when you're in that spot. And people who aren't in that spot might not be able to understand as easily. Because, yeah, people do say stuff like that. Like, well, how much money do you need? How many championships do you need? How much this do you need? How much that? And if you're wired a certain way, there is no answer. And people sometimes might trick themselves into thinking there's that answer, but there is not an answer, which is why I preach to my children the importance of if you want to go to college, great, but you better fucking know what you want to do with that degree, and it better be something that you can only do with a degree. Otherwise, don't waste your fucking time. Or your money or anything like that. Uh, and if you do, that's great. Um, but man, oh man, just just fuck, don't think about, I know it's hard to do because you need money because you need to pay bills and you need to eat and you need to have a house. And you need to, but uh, if you can choose, just tell my kids, like, listen, you find a rewarding career that pays you well. That's fucking awesome. But you better make sure you like what you're doing. You really, because it's it's never going to be enough. If you, you know, it's not, it's enough is never enough. And even if you do like what you're doing, it's still, you, you just, there's, people are just wired a certain way that they're always fucking just hungry for more, 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 more. And I'm literally wired that way because all I ever want to do is eat. But I'm also, I am, I, 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 get it like i look at tom brady i'm like i fucking get it especially when you're at a point where you know you can physically still do the things that you are known for doing at the very best level possible if you can still do that i mean why wouldn't tom brady come back after winning a super bowl at the age of 40 whatever two years ago (laughs) and why wouldn't he come back after last year getting into the playoffs Greatest quarterback of all time is not going to win every Super Bowl every year. But he still did a pretty damn good job last year in the playoffs. And uh, and they got beat by the team that went on to win the Super Bowl, which is, you know, 
if you're going to get beat by a team in the playoffs, you might as well get beat by the team that's going to go win the Super Bowl. Because uh, then you can say, well, at least we lost to the Super Bowl champions, which means they're pretty damn good too. Uh, but yeah, he's he's that kind of guy. like, And he's he is wired differently than most. And blah, 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 all that stuff. Although I don't think he is wired differently than most. He is in the sense that most of us are not NFL quarterbacks. Most of us don't know what it's like to be doing what he's doing. Um, but not different than most in the sense that he's like super competitive and just wants to keep going until he can't and is just, you know, would rather, (laughs) I hate to put it like this, but, and I don't know, I don't know him, but if I'm going to guess, he took a little inventory, he took a little assessment and he said, you know something, (laughs) this is going to sound terrible, but he said, if I retire, there's no unretiring. If I'm done, if I if I don't play next year, then that's really it because it's going to be just exponentially just so hard to come back. When you're not, you know, he's been he's been flexing that muscle so to speak for 20 plus years, 22 years of playing in the National Football League as quarterback, which is crazy. But uh if I were to guess, I would say that he looked in the mirror and said, well, if you retire, it is over, over, done, done, finished. You know, you can get a nice uh, TV job uh, on uh, Fox or ESPN or whatever. But if I play one more year, there's always the possibility that I can fix my marriage and get back what might have been lost during all that time that I was away playing football, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, That's just my guess. (laughs) That either he himself or talking with friends said, you know, (laughs) I, I, I love my wife, I love my kids, And I also love what I do for a living. And I need to retire, not when they're ready for me to retire, but when I'm ready to retire. Because once I retire, that is it. I don't go back. I don't return. There's no more Super Bowls. There's no more nothing. And I love this more than anything. And I'm competitive and blah, 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 blah. So he simply said, if I retire from football, that's good for the marriage, but I never get to play football again. If I come back one more year to play football, not so great for the marriage, but I will be done with football in a few months and then probably done forever and I can spend the rest of my life trying to fix my marriage by, you know, that kind of thing. That's what I'm guessing. He he just looked at it really kind of, you know, logically, mathematically, whatever you want to call it, and said, yeah. I'm, I still fucking love this and I can still do it and I'm going to come back and do it. And unfortunately, you know, that's leading to really bad things with his marriage uh, and his marriage, you know, seemingly at an end. Uh, which I also think is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's obviously more going on than just it's, it's not just, oh, Tommy, I want you home. 
so we can hang out and do fun stuff and go on vacations and you're not always football, football, football. I'm sure there's a lot more to it because that's not typically, I don't think that's usually what, uh, you know, ah, my husband's playing too much football. Divorce. (laughs) Um, Because if you do really love somebody, you know, that's, you make it work. And you and 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 even Giselle would look and say, "Okay, really, how many more? How many more of these seasons is this dude gonna have? You know, let him play. He's got another year, maybe. Let him go." Uh, so there's obviously a lot more shit going on than than just that. It's just that uh, you know, I'm sure the football thing is the tip of the iceberg, uh, and uh, you know. That's what we can see. It's the tip of the iceberg. That's what we see. That's what we know. And everything underneath the surface, I'm sure there's a whole lot more to it there. But anyway, uh, but Stephen A. Smith said, yeah, Brady should retire after this year. I completely agree. As I just said, I've been saying it for years. He'll go to it when he go ever since he signed with Tampa Bay. I say he'll have he'll definitely have two seasons there and, and maybe a third. And that'll probably be it. Because just, you know, looking at his age, looking at the numbers, Physically, it's not going to go much beyond that. And I truly, truly believe that this is, you know, this is absolutely the uh, uh, the final season for Brady. So Stephen A. said Brady should retire. And another thing that's interesting that Stephen A. Smith said was, you know, because it's pretty well known that Brady's having, you know, issues and there's things going on off the field. Usually that's that is the one thing that's very different from the previous 20 some odd years of Tom Brady is the off field stuff that's happening. And this is the first time that it's really, uh, you know, kind of come to work with him. I think Brady has a, a unique ability to I mean, he talked about it the Super Bowl two years ago. That he had to, you know, kiss the wife and kids goodbye uh, for the the week or so leading up to the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl was in Tampa Bay, uh, so in Tampa. So that was nice that he, you know, I'm sure he slept in his own bed every night, but he didn't want any distractions. And so the wife and the kids went someplace else for the week and let him, you know, get into his zone for the Super Bowl. And that's that's his ability to just be on the football field and be in the football game and nowhere else. His head is not anywhere else. He's not thinking about it. Something that I'm just insanely jealous of because my head is always uh, – it seems to be wherever I am, my mind decides, no, I don't want to be here, right? Not now. When you leave – when you're not doing this thing, I will – Go back to – I'll be here when you're not and you'll be here when I'm not. That's that's how my mind is. And Tom Brady seems to be the opposite where he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm honed in, focus on the game, focus on winning. You know, all the stupid cliché, sports clichés that he uses in his lame press conference like, yeah, you know, just uh, – yeah, just want to, you know, it's a, it's a team effort and uh, want to be here for for my team and for my coaches and uh, do the best that I can and then win one game at a time. Like, oh, shut up. Just why do we even need time? Just play a fucking recording of any other Tom Brady press conference. Anyway, but it's true because he does. He just, you know, he's in that moment. He's in that game, not thinking about next week's game, not thinking about last week's game that they lost, not thinking about, you know, uh, his kids' uh, school projects that they have to do. Nothing. He's not thinking about any of that shit, if I were to guess. 
uh, with a success rate like that, I don't think you can. And now this is the first time that we're clearly seeing a distracted Tom Brady whose mind is maybe not 100% there. And he's also, uh, he's tired. <laughs> it's the first time that we're seeing like, oh, he's tired because he's he doesn't have to, you know, what does he have, Fridays off or something like that. He has like one day off a week that the rest of the team sure as hell isn't getting off. And, uh, you know, he came to... Came to the team late, every you know all the all the speculation that he was on like the masked singer and all this crap, and uh, and really he was just you know going through shit in his personal life. But um, Stephen A made the point that he you know Tom Brady is known to like yell and scream at the team and get all fired up, and he's throwing uh, tablets and breaking computers and stuff like that. Things that you know. Things that a baby would do, but in the in the world of pro sports, we look at it and then say he's just passionate about this game and he just wants to win. Okay, uh, <laughs> but we've we've seen that in years past. It's nothing new, uh, and and it might you know whatever might lead to people not really liking that approach or that style or whatever you want to call it. But they know that they have to kind of get on board with it, or because he's Tom Brady. Um, and and Stephen A said that this time, you know, his his teammates, you know, they know what's going on off the field in his personal life. So when he's having these like meltdowns and he's throwing things, and I th- I think there are maybe a little more. What Stephen A. Smith was getting at was that his uh, the people, his coworkers, if you will, uh, teammates, coaches, etc., probably being a lot more lenient than normal. A because he's Tom Brady. B, because they know the shit that he's going through off the field and they're kind of giving him a pass and just sort of like, yeah, yeah, he had a bad day at the office this week, but he's going through all kinds of shit. And, uh, you know, that's a, we'll come back next week. We'll give him, you know, uh, and I thought that was interesting. And then Stephen A. Smith said Aaron Rodgers is, you know, he's not having a great season either, but he's, uh, yeah, he is quite a bit younger than Brady. And, uh, it would be smart for Rodgers to to finish up with the Packers and move on someplace else. I don't disagree with that either. I still hate Aaron Rodgers. Wherever he goes, I want him to lose. Which is probably going to lead to Aaron Rodgers coming to New England. <laughs> That's going to be, you know, it was bad enough Cam Newton, who I can't stand, came to New England. But that was just for one season. And it was like, he's following Tom Brady. He's not going to be as good as Brady. They're not going to win the Super Bowl with Cam Newton. But there's hope, right? There's always hope. Uh, <laughs> and and I was forced to like, oh, God, I have to root for Cam Newton. <laughs> what a cruel twist. A cruel, ironic uh, ending. To, I don't know. Anyway, uh, and, and then he fucked up the COVID thing last year, and then he went get you know he's off the team and then he goes back to the Panthers and doesn't do very good but it's it was a nice little ending for Cam Newton to go home to Carolina and finish up his season there uh but that would be that would be so funny i don't think that would happen it would be stupid for that to happen because how many more how many more years does Aaron Rodgers have and there's no guarantee that he's going to be as good as he once was but I can, you know, I can also see them just saying like, "Hey, fuck it, 
Let's get Aaron Rodgers. We might have him for two, three years. See if we can get a Super Bowl. Hey, if uh, you know, they might sell him. Like, hey, Belichick, his record uh, speaks for itself on winning Super Bowls. You've uh, had some great seasons. You've only won one Super Bowl, my man. Uh, so why don't you come up? You know, team up here with the with with the with the hoodie, and see what can happen. Anyway. That would be very, very funny. I would, I would, I'd probably be rooting against the Patriots if Aaron Rodgers came in. Cam Newton, I don't like hate him because he does do a lot of good stuff. Like he's not a bad person. I just can't stand him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just like, I don't know. It's kind of a, kind of a dickhead, kind of an asshole, you know, lying about COVID and stuff like that. You know, Cam Newton lied about COVID too, but like, not as I don't. I don't know that Cam Newton lied. I think he just violated the protocols and had to go through you know quarantining and stuff. And they were like, "Ugh, this guy's not following directions. We got to get rid of him." Uh, and then Rogers just flat out lied and said, "You know, he's whatever. What was the? He's immunized." He didn't straight up say, he just, I don't know. Anyway, he's a dick. But, uh, yeah, that would be, <laughs> that would be the a fun little uh, twist in the story if Rogers ends up, and, well, it's not going to happen. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Um, and I thought Stephen A. Smith, hey, that's why they pay they pay him big bucks because he's got, he's got interesting thoughts on things and, uh, I, I thought mentioning that Brady's maybe giving getting more of a pass, not just because he's Tom Brady. He's he's going to get the Tom Brady pass no matter what. But then he's getting an additional kind of extra level of uh, sympathy, empathy, an extra sort of allowance to be able to kind of you know not be so great because they know what's going on with him off the field. So I, uh, interesting analysis from Stephen A. Smith. Uh, yeah, and I suppose, uh, I suppose that's it. I just, you know, I fucking, yeah, it's just a great, it is a great time of the year. You know, the sun is out for the first time since, I don't even know, Saturday maybe? Sunday, was there, was it sunny? I don't remember a lot of sun on Sunday, which you'd think it's called Sunday. Why isn't it sunny? I mean, they named it that. Surely the sun would know enough to... Anyway. Uh, first sunny day in a while. It's going to be mid to upper six. I mean, it's, I'm looking at some kids on a motorized skateboard. Looking, That's, a, that's good, good motorized skateboard weather. I don't know that I want a motorized skateboard, but one of those motorized things. Our, our neighbors have a motorized scooter. They, they bring the motorized scooter. They take it to Costco. Over the summer, I was like coming home from this. I think I was coming home from Costco, and uh, and these guys were uh, the the boyfriend and girlfriend. They were getting on their scooter to get like I don't know. They can go forty miles before they need to reach. It's just you know crazy, and then Costco certainly isn't forty miles away or even twenty. It's a few miles. So they went. They brought some like backpacks. They got some stuff from Costco, put it in the backpacks, and then rode home on their little little scooters. And I, I thought that's pretty cool. Um, did I say motorcycle? I might have said motorcycle. It's scooter is what I'm saying. They have electric scooters. And uh, 
yeah, this this would be a good day to be out on an electric scooter. I'll tell you, I, I could see that being a lot of fun. Anyway, it's just a great day, you know, the sunny day, the fall before the real cold, cold stuff comes. There's still plenty of leaves on the trees. And honestly, in a week, two weeks from now, there's going to be no leaves on the trees just like that. I mean, it really is. November gets here and you got a couple days where it still looks October-y a little. And then it just, uh, and then you know, unless you live farther south along the coast, um, otherwise you, you have beautiful foliage and then the, the calendar flips to November. You set the clocks back. The sun sets at like four o'clock, uh, no leaves on the trees. It's very cold <laughs> and it just really seems to happen. I mean, well, the clock's going back. That literally does happen overnight. But, uh, anyway, it's just, I, it's just fun to talk football. It's fun to talk sports. As I mentioned yesterday, what a, it's a great it's it's October. This is like when you can see all of the sports, all of the sports, the professional, the big four leagues, not only playing at the same time, but that's the rare uh, time of the year where you get to see MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL, uh, not just at the same time, but sometimes on the same day. The sports equinox, as as we call it here in the business. By business, I mean you know, the industry. Uh, <laughs> the industry of lame jokes <laughs> that are repeated to death. But it's, uh, and, and as I said, Monday, Halloween, you have Monday Night Football, you have Game 3 of the World Series, you have some basketball and NBA games, some NHL hockey games. So you could, you could if I remember it, I will put four screens on on each of those three things and uh and uh i don't know take a picture i feel like i I feel like i take a picture of the sports equinox i don't go (laughs) i don't i don't go outside and take pictures of like (laughs) of like uh, celestial events uh, you know blood moons and uh, eclipse lunar eclipses and uh meteor shot all this really neat stuff that would be like really amazing to look at in the sky i'm just like nah i don't know i don't want to go outside it's nighttime and i'm just gonna go to bed and then a sports equinox happens where four the four major league sports uh, leagues all have games on the same day i'm like ooh, i need to get a picture of this it only happens it only happens but once or twice a year <laughs> Uh, hey, Tobes. Oh, it must be getting close to lunchtime because now this is, uh, you like me. I know it's lunchtime. It's the one time of the day that the cat willingly comes up to me and rubs against me and he's purring and he's happy and he's nice and he doesn't, you know, it's because he's he's hungry. He's ready for lunch. And he thinks I'm going to get him some soft food, but uh, I, got, I got news for you, Toby, in case you haven't caught on in the two months that you've been here. I'm not the soft food guy. I'm not the anything guy. I I think I've filled your water dish like once. And the food dish I filled the first time. And it's a big canister that's set on a timer on this automatic thing. So as far as I'm concerned, Toby, my work here is done. A bunch of, a bunch of the litter. Bo- I, got, I bought all this stuff. That's my contribution to everything. It's just... I, <laughs> I, I mean, money. 
the financial kind of, and everything else, like, you know, cleaning up after. And not that there's much clean. My kids even said the other day, like, I can't believe how easy it is to have a cat. I'm like, yeah, there's, there's nothing to it. The cats just, they do everything for you. Fucking dogs are fucking idiots. You know, you got to do everything. And, uh, and the cat just, uh, the cats just want to, you know, sleep, occasionally have a bite to eat, bat around a little, you know, fun little birdie toy and some other, you know, crap. And, uh, and that's it. You pet them occasionally. You don't have to take them outside to take a shit. They've got that covered. You got the automatic feeder, so that's covered. And yeah, that's it. Just let them go. They're good. Easy peasy. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for me, my kids still very much want dogs, and that will happen probably sooner than later. I would say if uh, in the next 12 months, we'll, we'll probably have uh, more four-legged critters, and as much as I would much prefer for those critters to be cats, uh, they're, they're going to be dogs. There's, there's going to be some dog. There probably will be some cats in there and some dogs. And I just can't wait to have a fucking petting zoo instead of, uh, you know, just clean couches without scratches and hair and shit all over them. Uh, who wants that when you have a goddamn petting zoo in your house? Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, brother. Um, so anyway, I think that's it. I think that's going to do it. Yeah, we've been going for 45 minutes during my lunch time hour. I've got some uh, work-related things to get back to. I've got some other things to get to. I'm in a good place here. Uh, I got my my desk that goes up and down, and I set the presets so it's just like my desk at the office. goes right to the height that I want it when I'm standing. It's a standing desk because I'm just like, I got I to gotta stand, and then I got to sit, and then I got to stand, and I got to sit. And that's what I do when I go into the office. And uh, I have been using, as I said, an antique sewing machine table, uh, which, by the way, weighs a million pounds. <laughs> um, with a piece of, I, I say plywood or, or sheetrock, but it's not. What did, what did she say? <sighs> Kim told me. It's like, <laughs> I keep wanting to say it's like MDK board, like murder, death, kill, but that's not it. It's like M, MPD, MD, MD, B, MD, I, I don't know what it stands for, but, well, she told me, but I had, I had had a few pieces of taffy at that point. So, um, but it's, it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's more sturdy than, it's sturdier than sheetrock, but that's been my desk for over seven years, my home office has been a sewing table, and the sewing table is a million years old, so the leg room underneath it is almost non-existent. I bang my knee, my left knee, almost on a daily basis, and this thing is solid, and it hurts like a motherfucker every single time, and uh, and then there's the sewing, uh, like the the pedal for the sewing machine I can feel against my right knee because it's such a it's such a small space and I've been doing that for seven years sitting at this horrible desk <laughs> it served its purpose and I said I need a fucking I need like a real desk I've needed I need a real desk a long time ago but I was kind of like I'll wait until we you know until we move someplace else and I set up my office the way that I like it 
And then last week I just said, no, you know what? I'm not going to fucking wait for anything. I need a desk. I, I want it now. And uh, here it is, and it's working out pretty nicely so far. Day two, yesterday was the first full day of, uh, of the desk in action. It was great. And, uh, and day two, so far, so good as well. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A much cleaner, bigger space. I've got everything set up exactly as I like it. Perfect amount of light. Still, it's not blocking the window, so I still get a lot of natural light. It's very good. And now, uh, now it's on to just clean up the uh, what was the guest room slash toy room, uh, <laughs> which has become my old, my soon to be thirteen year, my twelve year old. I'm going to say twelve year old as much as I can over the course of the next. Uh, I only have two days, two days where I can call this child a twelve year old, and then they will be a teenager. Huh? How about that? Yeah, I mean it's like you get your your first kid turns ten and you're out of out of the single digits. Like, whoa, never coming back here again. And then they a teenager, and it's like, whoa, another another milestone. And then it's like, wow, three more years for you to have your license, have a car, permit, car, whatever. Like, whoa, whoa, dizzying speeds. Uh, <laughs> dizzying speeds it's all moving it's just entirely too fast uh yeah then anyway got the nice dinner coming up on friday got tickets to witch's woods at nashoba the skiing area in westford and uh i've never been but i thought that would be and the kids have never been to any haunted attractions uh, I mean, for most of their lives, they were too young. It would have been too scary for them. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to go. And I was just reading. By the way, I was reading the fine print this morning because you have to sign a waiver. <laughs> for any of these scary uh, attractions, you have to sign a waiver. And here's a fun excerpt from the waiver that I signed this morning. And we'll have to have my wife and children each sign their own waiver as well. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's pretty standard, I think, uh, like boilerplate legal stuff for any, any haunted house, haunted attraction type thing, except in this case, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm not used to signing a waiver like this. So it's like, Oh wait, what, what's, what are we in for? It's, it's, it's just the way that it is. Uh, section four, acknowledgement of risks. Let me, let me get a drink of water here real quick. Oh no, I just locked it. Uh, hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. Life-giving water. Nectar of the gods. Johnny Boy can feel strength and renewal flowing through him. Oh. Anyway, uh, acknowledgement of risks. I acknowledge... That attending Witch's Woods is a <laughs> is a hazardous activity with many inherent risks, and I should not enter unless I am medically able. Oh, by you're making me have heart palpitations reading this stuff. I this is why I always skip this shit and I just sign whatever you know. Apple uh, terms and conditions. It's a million pages. I don't know. I'm I might be turning over my firstborn. I who knows. I just, I scroll and I sign. 
And today I just thought, oh, I'll read it. Let's see what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, I acknowledge that attending Witch's Woods is a hazardous, hazardous activity with many inherent risks, and I should not enter unless I'm medically able. By attending and or participating in Witch's Woods, I understand that I may suffer serious injuries, uh, and then parenthetically, both physical and emotional. <laughs> serious injuries, death, damage to myself, damage to my property, and or damage to third parties. I expressly assume all risks, inherent and otherwise, of participating and or attending Witch's Woods. I acknowledge and understand that some, but not necessarily all, of the risks include the following. Being scared. <laughs> That's risk number one, being scared. Oh, man. The, the brightest legal minds. Uh, riding a tractor-driven wagon ride. Okay, that's a risk. Obstacles or variations in the walking path or parking lot. Steepness and configuration of the walking paths. Debris and poor footing. Lighting and poorly lit areas. Vehicles moving. Falls. Contact with other participants. The effects of the weather. Wildlife and insect attacks. Communicable diseases and all such risks being known and appreciated by me. Yes, I, I do appreciate all of these risks. <laughs> Wagon rides. Disease. De I just love it. That's the thing. It's like, you might die. You might catch a deadly disease. And also, wagon rides. Uh, I further agree that the phrase inherent risks means those risks which are listed above or those that can be reasonably can reasonably be inferred therefrom. I also agree that these risks are both obvious and necessary <laughs> to witches' woods. <laughs> so I agree that inherent risk means all the stuff that you said and everything else. Anything else. Insects, wildlife, weather, people, tractors, and, and everything else that might happen. Uh, the Headless Horseman, uh, a Dracula, a Frankenstein, anything could happen. Anything. Mummies. Why are mummies? I mean, I get it. Like, you've made the mummy, like, it's a, it's a creature because it's... But really, like, what would the mummy, you know... Frankenstein is like a big fucking uh, weirdo guy that was put together by scientists. And I don't know. He just wants to crush your skull and, and love you. And, um, and Dracula, I get the threat there because he's a Dracula. He's a vampire. He's, gonna, he's going to suck your blood. Uh, the creatures of the night. What sweet music they make. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you get Dracula, you get Frank, a wolf man. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that might be to me the werewolf, the wolf man is the most scary because it's just like you're walking along with like a regular guy, you know, maybe it's like your buddy and you're out there and all of a sudden the moon comes out and it's like, ah, fuck. Sorry, dude, I'm about to turn it. And then you've got a werewolf right next to you. I mean, that's That sucks. Uh, what was the other thing? You know, all those ghouls. 
all those ghouls. But then you get the mummy, and it's like, what's the mummy trying to do? I know in the Brendan Fraser, the mummy movie, and I never saw the original, you know, universal, like the classic mummy stuff, but I know that the mummy, you know, was coming back to get his bride and, you know, do some shit. Ah! Oh no, is it that? Is that the mummy? <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, what is his what is his purpose in life? He's like, is he a zombie? Is a mummy just a zombie with the bandages on? I don't know. I don't know. Either way, it's it's creepy, I guess. You know, you know congrats, you're a mummy. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? What does that have to do? Uh, oh yeah, I guess that's that's part of the inherent risks, both listed, listed and and not listed. Wow, Tom Brady hasn't lost three consecutive starts since two thousand two, and you know what happened in two thousand two? Nothing. They didn't go to the Super Bowl. They didn't win the Super Bowl. And then a year later, they came back and they won the next two Super Bowls. Maybe that's, is that what we're, is that what's about to happen here? Is Tom Brady about to be on the verge of retirement and then come back for two more years and win two more Super Bowls? No, that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> he's going to, he's going to finish, I say finish out the season. He's going to go to whenever, Either he or the coaches say, yeah, dude, I'm sorry, man. It's just, it's it's over, dude. By the way, that sucks to get back to the Tom Brady thing. So, yeah, Witch's Woods, I'm excited. That's what the uh, the, the 12-year-old, soon-to-be 13-year-old, wanted to do to celebrate their 13th birthday. And I selected what I believe to be the earliest time. Uh, not that that matters, but I feel like it's probably one of those things where most, at least like the older crowd older as in like the you know the high school teens and ah! oh my god it's the mummy it might sound like a guy yawning but it's the mummy i'm certain of it uh you know i figure we go it's we got the 615 time slot and it says that you have there's six attractions attractions and you have 90 minutes and that's the other thing too i'm like great we'll get fucking 90 minutes we have 90 minutes to do all six attractions. We're going to start doing these things at 6.15, which means we'll be out of there at 7.45, which means we'll be home at 8. Maybe a little after 8 because we probably will go get some food somewhere or maybe on site. I think, you know, they have the restaurant. They kind of turn it into a cute, uh, you know, Halloween-themed situation. So either way, uh, it's not going to eat up the whole night. And I'm sure it doesn't take 90 minutes to go through, you know, six haunted. You know, one's a hayride and there's a house and there was all this. And it's kind of neat because it's Neshoba, so it's the ski area. So you got you actually have, you know, the hills and stuff. And, uh, and I, I think it's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. All right. We've been going for an hour. Uh, oh, the Tom Brady thing. Yeah. I think that'll be the saddest thing is if he – gets benched sometime this season and then is just sort of forced to retire. Like you could have just retired last year, skipped all this. Cause I, you know, he's not having a good time. He could have skipped all of this shit. 
anyway, that's how it goes. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with old TB12. And I'll give you a full recap of the Witch's Woods. You can believe that. Uh, and so much more to come on future episodes of the Birthday Boy Podcast. Go to birthdayboyshop.com. Get some merch. Tell your friends. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll talk to you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.